Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And on this episode, we have a guest with us who is new to the show. And I'm very excited to introduce you to Jennifer Smith. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm excited I, to be here. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited because I think this may be one of the first times where we've ended up with a guest on the show simply because you listened to the show and reached out and we're like, you guys talked about getting in touch with people and meeting new people and I'd love to meet and we did and we talked for ages we're like yep now we need to tell everyone else what we talked about <laughs> perfect because I wasn't there so I know yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know like we could have just kept going oh, I yes. think we had to cut each other off we were like okay we've got stuff we got to do today <laughs> awesome well let's get into yeah. it then yeah well what we kind of started talking about and a part of the reason you reached out was you are kind of in a new phase of life I am. and you're sharing very publicly about it yes. and it's really kind of fascinating I think a lot of people would love to hear your story well it's funny that you say that because a lot of times I'm just like oh I'm just you know this middle-aged woman who doesn't have a lot to share my kids are older now and then I was just like I just have to talk about it because it could be other people who are doing the same thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm 46 years old. Uh, my kids are almost 27 and 23. I know. <laughs> <laughs> quick math and I'm horrible math. I know, I was, yeah. young, I was young, I was young. And you know, back in the day, um, you do the things that you need to do when the kids are little and you just, you, you, you go and you go and you go. And it was about stability and having, making sure that um, I provided for them as best I could in a way that was very stable for us. And now that they're out of the house, and I mean, I'm not new to entrepreneurship. I have had my own um, photography business for a number of years, but something was just not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. And so I left a very secure eight to four government job and thought, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be a, in people's lives more. Because throughout photography, you know, I have clients who I've had for 15, 16 years where I meet them and we do, you know, an engagement shoot and then a wedding and then maternity and babies and family. And it was just such a huge part of their lives that I was involved in. And I've built these relationships with them. And I thought, what else could I possibly do that would be another event in their life? And that's when real estate kind of came up. And I was like, yeah, I think this is awesome. And I don't know if you, you know, call me old school or what it is, but I, I'm not about the transactions. I'm about, and maybe that'll be to my demise, I don't know, because, you know, I guess maybe you're supposed to worry about that stuff, but I want to have relationships with people and I want to talk to people. And I use social media to just have my face out there, but I'm hoping that that will garner relationships that I can have in the community. And so when I saw that, it just sparked something in me and I was frantic. You know, like I said, I was, I think I replied to your blog post as, a, as an email thinking that I was excited <laughs> and then I, I'm like, wait a minute, that's a comment. And then I just kept searching it. I went onto Facebook and then I went to your, your website and I just started emailing because it just really hit home to me. Um, you know, wanting to have conversations and being part of something again and being part of that community. And so yeah, that's where I found you and then we met and we talked and we talked and we talked. <laughs> we had a great afternoon. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. It was great. So yeah, so that's kind of where I am right now. Just trying to do something new and different and meet new people and build a community. Um, whether that be, you know, through events that we're trying to do at least once a month and 
and just to get people out and, and again and walking, even if it's just, hey, I'm walking the dogs or <laughs> I'm going for a walk in, you know, Riverview at the, at the Mill Creek Park or Mill Creek um, Center there. So join us, you know, something like that, just to, just to get out and talk to people again, because I feel like we're really missing that. We spend so much mm -hmm. time on our phones for those eight seconds that keeps you hooked and our brains just can't, you know, we've lost that. We've lost even writing. I don't know, like you write with a pen and mm -hmm. your hand gets cramped yep. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've lost that whole back and forth and I miss that. So. And I think, you know, I've had a few conversations with people around that lately and this idea that, you know, people are really, especially I think now that people are moving around again after the pandemic early years, that really seeking out those real relationships, those things that help them feel connected to the place where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can't just recreate that on social media. You can start it there, yes, like we did, but you have to take that next step and you have to have you know the the courage to be say, yeah, I'll meet this person I've never met before at a public coffee spot. Why not? <laughs> yeah it, that's you know it's a public space. you can mm -hmm. go do it and then like you say, make these like, hey, I'm going to be in this place at this time if someone wants to come chat because I'm going anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's kind of. You know, yeah, so that's how I feel about it. And, and uh, I think that, like you said, I think people are craving that again. We're craving that, that connection, that human connection again. And we're craving a little bit of longer form content. Mm -hmm. um, I know for myself, it's, it's a huge thing for me when I'm in the car and I throw on a podcast. And I listen and I get some insights and I have a good laugh and, or I have a good cry or, you know, whatever it is. And you learn something and you're investing in that stuff. And that's, that's kind of where I want to go with it. So. I actually think that is exactly uh, why podcasts have taken off so much mm -hmm. is people are craving the human interaction and that's what you're getting. And like, you know, when radio shows first started way back in the day mm -hmm. when radio was the first thing out, people would sit around the radio and get engulfed in these stories because mm -hmm. that was the human interaction that they had. But it's also a chance to relax and learn mm -hmm. or educate and what have you. So I think they're a really great medium to start that opening dialogue, which is, you know, we've been doing it since it, before it was cool because we're, <laughs> we're OG now. But, <laughs> now that we're 200 episodes and five years yeah. in, but but it's true though. And it, I know for us starting the show, it has given us this chance mm. to open the conversation and open dialogue and for us to meet friends that yeah. we would have never, like I know I certainly would have never no. met 95% of these people that we've had conversations yeah, with. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, you know, and then that snowballs, right? And those people, you know, meet in real life and they're like, oh, you were a guest on the podcast too. Or, oh, I know this about you because you shared on the podcast. And these relationships can start to form. And it's really fantastic. Um, I'd like to go back a little bit yeah. to talking about your career journey. Yes. Because I think, you know, when we talked, when we had coffee, we, we talked a lot about you know, how people find their ways and mm -hmm. their different pathways and why it's important for you to talk about the fact that you've made these changes. Yeah, absolutely. And even to go back a little further than that, um, and it's funny because when we had talked about that, about going back and the fact that I'm on social media a lot and I try to have conversations, like good conversations, and I seem to be attracting, which is what I wanted. I want to attract. I don't want to, to search out or, you know, um, go after them. I want people to be attracted to me for me and then obviously when that happens you've already got something in common right mm -hmm. and so 
what I started off with and what's been attracted to my business is first time home buyers seems to kind of be my little niche now. Mm -hmm. um, and it brings me back to a place where I was when I was 19 years old and I bought my first house and I actually found my written copy of my purchase and sale. I bought my first house in Pine Tree Mini Homes for $45,000. And that is what kind of got me moving along my path in this. So I've always been interested in this industry. Um, I just didn't know at that time with small kids, I just couldn't imagine having to, you know, not have that stable bi-weekly paycheck come in. Um, but that was really important to me. And I have these incredible clients who I know what they're going through because I went through it. When you don't know the answers to questions and you don't know who to contact and you're, it, everything is just overwhelming, and I believe in it so much that it's something that I spend a lot of time with people on because it's so important to me. And I've had incredible, incredible conversations with young women and young couples who are starting out. And I see myself in them and I just have so much, I just appreciate what they're doing so much. And I'm so excited for them because I believe in it so much and I believe in home ownership. And I know that for me, that was really important. It, it provided me and I felt it provided the kids with a sense of um, stability. And I also know that it's not always attainable right away. So I try to help people get to, you know, if you have to pay down debt so you can get your credit score up, or if you have to tips on saving money and how to budget. And those are all things that I did to the penny. Like I followed my budget to the penny. And if I had something that was not in my budget and I was gonna go over, it had to go back on the shelf. And, but then the next time I sold my house and the next one I bought, I just kept rolling that over and over to get to the point where I am today, which is, you know, debt free. And other than my, I do have my mortgage, it's very small, but nothing else. And I've been there and I've done it. And I know it's hard but I also know and believe that people can do it. And so I think that's the message that I try to convey. And I think that comes out a lot in my social media. And then I have these great conversations. You can't do all of that on social media. So I try to just give a snippet of it. And then someone will reach out to me. And I'm like, oh, yes, let me talk to you. <laughs> let me try and help. Because it's just, it's wonderful. And it really gives me joy and hope. And I have, like I said, my 27, almost 27, he's, this is the first generation where we're seeing people say, I, I'll never own a home. Mm -hmm. And he's 26 years old going to 27, and I say, no, 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 no. We're gonna figure it out because this is something that I believe in. And I said, it, it's, there's pride in that, right? Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with renting. I had to do it. We, if, and maybe you love it and you don't wanna buy a home, but for those who do, I think that um, there's, there's ways to do it. And I hope that through my journey and expressing that and talking about it, that I can really help others. And yeah. I think in having those conversations and making them accessible because of the past couple of years mm -hmm. with how the market was, this is why your son is saying, I'll never be mm -hmm. able to own a home because it went bonkers and yeah. houses, uh, you know, Riverview, Moncton, Dieppe, the whole province were going for far more than they were mm -hmm. worth. Uh, and now that's obviously died off, but it's still leaving a lot of people I don't want to say with a bad taste in their mouth, but I think for a lot of young people, it was a scary moment. Yeah. Hmm. And the thing is, is that I, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but geez, um, sometimes I get, I, I think I'm in this industry, like I'm part of this because I have always bought and sold where if you made a thousand dollars, you were happy. And right. now it's like, if you don't make $50,000 on the sale of your house, you're angry about it. And, and, and 
so I'm sometimes like, am I in the right industry here? <laughs> because I struggle with that. Because as a province, and especially as a city, there are a lot of people who don't have that, that income that can, that can go through that stress test of getting a mortgage. And I know that they want it so badly. Like I said, I'm working with a few people right now who just want it so badly. And I can only imagine that feeling that they have and that stress that they have. So, yeah, so sometimes I'm just like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there, like, the prices are still, yeah. Um, so I totally understand. And I just hope that there are way, things that, conversations that I have with people that really help them kind of push through that. Hmm. Well, and I think that those are important conversations to have as a community too yes. you know what you know who is it that we want to have in homes in this community and whether they are single dwelling or apartments and condos and like what is it that we as yeah. a community want to be and how are we helping each other get to those places you know if we are just all looking for profit mm -hmm what does that what, what kind of community are we going to build exactly. with that and i think you know i think there's not enough people on all sides not just realtors but in every aspect of the conversation talking about that and you know the, the home people who own homes who are going to sell them people who are looking to buy you know it's so important to actually have those deeper conversations about what what does it mean mm -hmm. to be in real estate yeah and i think that sometimes when i have these conversations with buyers who reach out to me and i say look i'm not my business is not based i don't think about the transaction and there's kind of a pause and i say i know maybe i shouldn't be doing this but <laughs> you know i believe that there is much more the more you give the more you get back mm -hmm. and if and there's no gatekeeping for me i i don't i don't keep anything from anyone that has any questions for me i'm as honest as i possibly can if i don't have an answer for you i try to get it um, I just think that it's really important to have those conversations and to, because those conversations will lead to maybe changing somebody's, you know, their, how they look at things and their perspective. And again, yeah, you're right. We, you know, what as a community and how do we want to shape that? And to me, that's, that's really important. And, um, yeah, and I just keep thinking to myself, if we can just get you in your first home, just get you in your first home. If that's really what you want, let's let's do what we can. Let's have these conversations. Let me let me follow you along. And if that takes a year, I'm still here. I'll still be here. And yeah, I just truly believe that the more that you can, the more that you give, the more that you get back. And that's just the way that I uh, try to lead my business and run my business. I have to ask, um, since you're you find that you're dealing with a lot of first-time home buyers. Um, and the world, we're talking about conversations, but a lot of people, d like, they just text me. Don't call me. Don't leave me a voice message. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, so, like, that, that's for real, though. Um, do you find that, like, you will throw them off if you're, like, just pick up the phone and call me. I would like to have a conversation with you. Do you find that people are, like, no. Actually, <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I don't. I have. I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Like, don't get me wrong. I do have a family and I do have business hours. Mm. Um, but I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Whether that, if they're comfortable sending me a text message, that's fine. But I always try to say, okay, let's set up something. It doesn't have to be long or crazy. Either I can go there, we can do a Zoom call, video call. But let's just get this conversation going. And I've had really great success in that. And I get bookings or I get a text and I'm like, yeah, just, you know, give me a call in this time at this time. 
and I put it in my calendar. If it's not my calendar, <laughs> you know, I kind of live by that. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I haven't, and I've actually gone to um, a few people's homes, and I've, we've had a coffee and a great talk, and it's really wonderful, and it really does open up a lot of other things that you don't get. You don't you don't hear their tone in their text message. You mm -hmm. don't hear their, and sometimes what happens, if, if that's happening too much, I'll say, how about I drop by? What's a good time for me to drop by? Like today I'm heading over to, a, to another um, client's house today and I'm gonna drop some stuff off. And just because I knew that there was some stress that was happening through those text messages. And I'm like, let's just, I'm just gonna come on over. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that it's actually been very successful. People are not bulking at that. And then when I see them and then it, we just have these conversations and they're wonderful and we go off on something else and I get to learn more about them and they get to learn more about me and yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny how that happens, eh? <laughs> like when you actually have a conversation with people yeah. instead of, you know, miscommunication is ridiculous mm -hmm. these days with texts and emails and... Yeah, you see, you can't, you can't tell tone. No. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you throw an emoji, it doesn't always translate. <laughs> I do love my emojis, though. <laughs> I do. But it's, uh, emojis I, work. Uh, they yeah, do, because yeah. you think, oh, that's a happy face, or that's an exclamation point. Hi! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to just a period. It's yeah. weird how it's, periods and text messages now are like, ooh, are they angry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they true. put a period at the end after. of their sentence. Okay. They use proper yeah. grammar. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about you know, what you're hearing from your kids, from your clients, you know, what, what are first time home buyers looking for and what, what is it that does, you know, keep them up at night? What is it that's stressing them out? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, there's a few things that tend to keep them up. Just the simple fact of not passing that stress test. Um, right now with mortgage rates as high as they are and having to save for that down payment and paying rent because everybody's rents have gone up and they're just really struggling with that. I don't have that extra money. I don't know what, what I can do. And so the interest rates are going up. And then we're also facing with, there's that price range right now, that's that low from like, let's say 150 to even 300, 350. They're just going like that. And they're not being, they're, they can't get in and they can't, they can't even get their offer accepted. And it just, it feels very defeating. And then we've also got how long it's been taking to even get their pre-approvals and the steps that they have to get those pre-approvals and all the documentation that they need for it. And I remember just buying my own homes. People, I don't even think pre-approval was a term that we even <laughs> used. And I was just like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. I didn't know if I was gonna be fine, but you know. And now it's, it's, an, it's one of the very first questions that are being asked. And it's taking time and it's taking you know, not only just time to get gather all their documents, but then time that they have to wait to actually get an appointment with a lender. Um, so those factors are, and just like, just their overall debt ratio is big. It's a big one that comes up, um, and their credit score. So I really try and help them. I try to give them tips on how to, how to do that, how to pay down their debt, whether it be the snowball effect or the avalanche effect. Um, or little tips on, you know, maybe it's a subscription or a gym membership that you're not using anymore. Right. Just find that little bit of extra and make, you know, really set your mind to it. And I'm a strong believer that if you set your mind to it, it will happen. And like I said, one of the girls that I'm working with, she's incredible. And she just said, I told myself, I'm giving myself a year and I'm going to do it. And I said, that is the absolute right mindset. And you're doing all the things that you need to do in order to make that happen. So right now, that would probably be the big thing that I'm hearing is just the struggles of the debt ratio uh, with inflation as high as it is and groceries going up and gas going up, rent going up. And our wages aren't going up. Nope. Like, 
compared to 2019, yeah. I don't remember getting a 15% increase. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not easy and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, but as for as, yeah, as my son, he's just convinced, no, I'll never, I'll never own. And that's what he's saying. He said, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know who to call. I don't even know. <laughs> Your mom? Right, right, right. But I get it there. It feel, it can, it's very overwhelming. Well, and, and I think back to when I have only purchased one house. Like I am, we made one purchase and that's the house. Um, and yeah, if we didn't have, you know, parents and aunts and uncles and people to touch base with, like, how do you get it? Like, if you don't have that support system of people who, who do know the industry, it is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine, you know, like you say, all this extra paperwork and things. But what I caught there too was you, that timeline of like, like a year. Like, I think people probably don't have a realistic timeline right. of, okay, how much time maybe should I be setting aside in my life to make a goal like this happen? So I think that's, that's an important conversation mm -hmm. that I don't think I ever really thought of either at the time right. when we bought our house. And like, because I think that for me, it's a long game for me. I'm not, because I'm not transactional based and I don't, I don't need to have, I'm not looking for that. Oh, you have to put an offer in next week. There are going to be people who don't even know where to start. So I'm trying to almost attract the people who are saying, I don't even know if I've thought about buying a house, maybe in like five years and then start that conversation now for steps that they can take so that in five years or in three years, they can actually make a confident decision about their finances and have that all kind of lined up. Um, so sometimes, like I said, it's just about having a conversation before people even think that they want to buy a house. I love it. I feel like it's almost like a guidance counselor yeah. for, the, for yeah. the first time home buyer, right? Really or the, or the secondary. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, we're starting, we're at the point where we're like, okay, well, when, when do we think we might move out of this house? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? And how soon do we have to start thinking of that? Because where are we going to go if we do it? Exactly. Like, having yeah. that kind of, I'm like, yeah, we need like guidance counselors for real estate. Yeah. I feel like that's what you we're going well, to rebrand you right here. Right, right here, right now. Right now. Let's go. But, but even still, we're yeah. at um, like remortgaging right now. Mm -hmm. Like our, our term is up and interest rates are insanity. Yeah. And, but they're talking about them going down in a couple of years. And, and then it was like, okay, hey, we've been in the house for 10 years. Do we want to put some extra money on so we can redo the countertops or right. blah, blah, blah. You know, like all these questions that um, we also, even though, you know, this is Jason and I's third house, we still have no idea. With yeah. the, you know, like, why are these things not taught, you know, like to not just first time home buyers, right, but like exactly. continuing yeah. education yeah. when it comes to being a homeowner. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I think I'm in my seventh or eighth house right now. And that's another question that comes up a lot. What can I do and put in my house that I can, you know, if I'm going to stay for five years, but I want to get a return on it, what are some things that I can do? What are some steps that I can take? Who can I talk to? What, you know, am I even think, do I even need to think about this right now? Maybe I only need a year, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so there's all these questions that kind of come up and uh, if you're not going to stay, then there's, there's, if you're not, if that's not your forever home, then there's a different answer. If mm -hmm. it is your forever mm -hmm. home, then, you know, do what you need to do and love your house and fill it with whatever you want to fill it with. Um, but yeah, there's, we just, we aren't having necessarily those conversations. So those are the types of conversations that I love to have. And um, again, like I said, I feel that just the more that you give out and the more value that you give, it will come back. And I don't worry about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think in my head, okay, well, I've got to maybe reach out in three years and maybe they'll be my client. Maybe they won't, mm -hmm. but maybe I help them. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's watching, listening, they want your help, how do they find you, Jennifer? <laughs> oh my gosh, here's yeah. the thing. Oh gosh. I guess they're supposed to keep it real simple. Uh, but I can be found on Instagram, uh, Jennifer Smith. Do I even know my, ha my handle? Jennifer Smith, NB Realtor. I'm also at jennifersmithco.ca is my website. I'm on Facebook, Jennifer Smith, New Brunswick Realtor. Um, I le try to leave my cards everywhere, <laughs> as you guys said, yep. with the candies. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can really get in touch with me just about anywhere. You can Google me. Um, hopefully you'll find me. But I'm here and I love the conversations and my goal is to just try and help as best I can. Love Fantastic. It. Thank you for joining us today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This was fun. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah, we had a great time and we hope you'll all join us again next week.